Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we've got our best bets video up here for you guys across the NBA tonight on Friday night. We've got an 11 game slate to choose from. Nate and I are bringing you a couple best bets each in this video. We've also got our player props video for you guys that we're bringing you each and every weekday. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Also head to the lines.com. We're putting all the great picks up there for you guys. And we have the odds finder tool up there on the site. You can make sure that you're getting the best odds available to you and all these bets that you are making in the NBA this season. Nate, let's just jump right into your first favorite pick from tonight. I believe we're talking kings and dubs yeah it's the penultimate game for almost every team here playing um including the dubs who are only two games behind memphis and own the tiebreaker so technically could still move up and that gives you some hope um that you know that their entire starting rotation which is questionable that those guys are going to play uh mike brown you know going up against the warriors you'd think he wants that 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 get back a little bit and look they've covered all three times against the Warriors this season. They were all early in the season. Warriors did win two of those, but the one in Sacramento, of course, went Sacks way. So I see Dubs favored by eight, nine points on the road, and I don't care if they're playing a G League squad, right? They've, they've covered once on the road in 14 games, once against, yeah, the Houston Rockets. Rockets. But honestly, do you not have more faith in the – Kings like backups or a hodgepodge team than the Houston Rockets. I, I do. I mean, I think yeah. if necessary, we can throw out Terrence Davis, PJ Dozier, um, the Me Too movement, Chimeze and uh, Kessler Edwards, and just say, let's go. We ball. Uh, I mean, the Kings are a really deep team. They have a good, good structure. Uh, Mike Brown's going to be coach of the year for a reason. And they just, they seem like they're going to cover it in this spot. I mean, they're 18 and 12 against the spread as dogs. That's only a, three-point margin of victory that they've had to cover. This is nine. They're 20 and 11 against the spread after a loss, too. And we were talking about them after they lost to the Spurs in overtime. Like, oh, man, are they just chilling until the playoffs? But no, they bounce back with a stellar defensive effort against New Orleans. Then they lose again, and now they get the dubs. And this is very much like a big brother matchup, right? And you can't not hear all the chatter if you're the Kings that – People are angling for the sixth seed. People want to get you. Like you have no chance in the playoffs. And like, I, I mean, they're they're out to prove things still. And also, like, you're a young team. Why do you need to rest? You're on Sunday. You're playing the Nuggets JV team to wrap things up here. Like, why do you need to rest your starters when they get a full week off during the play-in? Right? Like, they're they're young guys. They would rather be in rhythm, I think, than and not rusty. Um, and it's, yeah, it's the Warriors still 124 defensive rating in the last 14 Wiggins still not back. He's, he's still going through conditioning here and they're giving up the most fast break points on the road since the break. They're turning it over 15 times a game. Kings are number one in transition defense since the break. So it's all the numbers you want to see from effort and from like, you know, young guys hustling standpoint to say, look, they're going to be in this game just because even if a star or two sits out for the Kings, like I think they can still cover. Yeah, nine points is a lot. I don't trust the dubs on the road either. Uh, I don't think anybody does. Um, but I also kind of lean under if the, if everybody doesn't play for the Kings because I don't. I mean, I know how bad the defense is for the dubs on the road. So is the offense, though. It's 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 much different, um, and it's been that way even in the second half of this season since the All Star break with you know guys like Clay, uh, mostly Clay, uh, Clay, and even Dante uh, Divincenzo and a few others playing better at home. I, I was going to throw Steph in there, but Steph 
scores 40 wherever he is when he needs to. Um, but I don't think he feels like he's going to need to. So either the Kings are going to be in there, uh, they're going to have a, a starter or two in the game, in the rotation, enough to to hang with this team regardless, and that, or they're not, and the Dubs are not going to take this seriously, and I don't think we'll see uh, Steph Curry much past the third quarter in that point, whether it's a, a blowout or not. So I, I think there's an opportunity to, to even backdoor cover if things get to a, a double-digit lead for the Dubs and they take guys out. Um, yeah, great. Then then you put other other guys in, and, and the Kings are still kind of putting forth the effort. I mean, it's interesting, real quick, just you know, as we're grinding down to the end of the season, and really, you know, looking very, very hard each and every day to find value as we don't necessarily know who's playing all the time and things of that nature. You know who's going to bring it and you know who needs to win as well. Maybe the Kings don't necessarily need the win with that third seed um, nearly as much as the Dubs do. So there, there is a, a little bit of a, a, you know, care factor that you have to take into consideration. But I would argue that, like, if you take the, the situation uh, last night where we were like, yeah, this Heat team over this 76ers team, the, the Sixers don't need it. And B just played a whole bunch of minutes to win a game, blah, blah, blah. Well, I bet the the Sixers would have been way better if they had just played their backups who were trying from the jump uh, versus the guys who clearly didn't give a crap, which were the starters. And that's what the Kings, if they go that route, I still like backups who are needing to play for their NBA careers. Uh, and for, for minutes in the playoffs for guys like Terrence Davis who are trying to audition for that, I, I, there's plenty of reason to think that those guys are going to bring it. And I would actually feel just as good if they play their backups in this one against a Dubs team that don't be surprised if they're playing backup the, the Kings backups and go down by 10 in the first quarter, second quarter. Um, they are 0 and 24, 5, somewhere in there when they are losing at the end of the first quarter on the road this season. So if that's the case, go ahead and feel like maybe you can get some value on the Kings at the end of the first quarter if they are winning right now. So uh, I'm going to move on to our uh, second game here briefly and just talk about the, the uh, Bulls and the Mavs. Uh, and man, man, what if the Mavs don't make the playoffs? It's seeming like it's pretty likely right now. I'm more just concerned with uh, focusing on Chicago's offense and really lack of Alice's defense because they have no D um, and DDR, you know, DeMar DeRozan, friend of the show and Zach Levine, both questionable tonight. So obviously that puts a huge damper on uh, the, it's at least limits what their ability, their ability to score. Um, but you would think, but at the same time, the, this season without DDR and Zach Levine in the game, their offensive rating drops two points per 100 possessions. I mean, noticeable, but not like that big of a deal. Um, 108 points is not that many uh, Dallas at home since the all-star break. And they're worse at home, by the way, on defense. Um, since the All-Star break with 118.6 defensive rating, allowing 119 points a game. Um, it used to be that they would you know, have 118 defensive rating and allow 114 points a game, but now they're playing at a much fa- faster pace with Kyrie in there. 98 pace since he's been there, 98 and a half uh, or so since he's been there. They are allowing the fifth most rebounds per game and the fourth most assist to teams um, because they do not get defensive rebounds because they have zero low post presence. Um, and they've allowed at least 113 points in nine of their last 10 games at home since the All-Star break. And that I've just looked it up to, to see if it was at least 108 points. It's actually at least 113 points uh, every single nine out of the 10 games at home since that break uh, that they've been letting up. And, and Chicago's actually hit their number of 108 in four of the last five with Dallas. They were missing uh, at least uh, DeMar or Zach Levine in two of those five games. Um, and that was a different Dallas team. That was like the sixth best defensive team last year when they beat Chicago and held them to under 108 points. Uh, they were they had guys like DFS out there for them. Maxi Kleba hadn't been hurt all season like he is this year. So 
Much better defensive team last year. And Chicago on the road is 7-3 and three straight up. They're 6-4 and four to the over. Um, they are scoring 113 a game. I guess that's partly why I was looking at the, how many times they were able to score that. And their third, they have the third best field goal percentage, and they, they record the eighth most assists. So they're, they're passing the ball well. Even if they don't have their two stars in there, there's some pretty good ball movement going on for them in a way that I think that 108 points is just way too low against a Dallas team that cannot play defense. Yeah, that's why I was interested in plus 11, too, as it continues to grow for the Bulls. I mean, I know they're going to be resting people, but it's the same kind of theory where, yeah, you got backups in there. You got guys trying to make a name for themselves. Kobe White has been balling lately. And who's to say, like, he can't score on Kyrie and Luka because they've been just giving up points to everybody. Um, And, yeah, they had to crawl back to beat the Kings backups in their last game, right? I mean, yeah, Kings had their guys out there, sure, but... They, they, they're just, they're not blowing doors off anybody. It's, it's everything we hear about. Yeah. The body language, the lack of leadership from Luca and just this general malaise as they crawl into the playoffs. But I think, yeah, the team total is probably better. It's an NBA game and 108 points is hard to go under, which is brings me to the Knicks where their total is 108. And I want to fade the Knicks offense here. That total you should get like an extra bonus just for picking an under uh, when it's this low in, in the NBA at this point, because agreed that is really scary. Uh, at the same time, though, <clears throat> look, they're without Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and probably RJ Barrett. They have a completely unsustainable <clears throat> uh, score shooting that over the last few games, including 107 points from Toppin quickly and uh, Quentin Grimes last game, the most ever by a Knicks trio. But that was against the Indiana Pacers, a team with absolutely nothing to play for and, and the, the worst defense of the last seven games. They had gone under, you know, in four of their previous six roadies prior to Jalen dropping 50 at Cleveland. Um, look, three of their last four without JB have come now against Portland, Houston, and Indiana. Probably can't find three worst defenses. The other four without JB one and three straight up averaging 102 points per game. And that was, you know, with Julius Randle, with RJ bear, with other guys. Now it's like just these young guys trying to be the man against a new Orleans team with a lot to play for a ton to play for. In fact, to try to stay out of the play in Uh, new Orleans team. That's number two in defensive rating and points allowed in their last 10. Uh, And, and crucially number one in three point percentage allowed on the season. Knicks are fifth in terms of their the percentage they're scoring off threes in, their, in this five-game win streak here. Uh, Pelicans are going under at home, 18-11 and 11 to the under when they're home favorites, 13-3 and three when they have a rest advantage. So under 224 is in play here. I like the Pelicans to win because I want to fade this Knicks offense. I do think there's a chance, though, just because it's the NBA, you never know with the pace that, you know, the Knicks are going to lose with, with one ten up there or something. So if you feel that way, Pelicans teaser minus four and a half with the under two twenty eight, uh, I think is the way to go. I didn't tell you this yet, but I don't love this pick. And I'll just say, I'm not necessarily a hundred percent against you. Uh, it is low. Obviously that's a part of it, but I wonder if this Knicks team without JB and Julius and RJ Barrett in there is going to look a lot more like the team it just was when all those guys didn't play. And I understand that was the Pacers, and this is not the Pacers. Um, the thing that scares you is the pace, as, as you were talking about. If you're led by uh, Obi Toppin, Josh uh, Josh Hart, you know, and then obviously quickly, I should lead with quickly and Grimes are your backcourt, and then you've got Josh Hart and Obi Toppin in there, 
the 105 place they p- pace they played against the Pacers. Easy for me to say. The 105 pace they played against the Pacers uh, was probably indicative of what they're going to be when they don't have those guys in there running the offense. This is now no longer a get the ball, get into your sets. Each of you get into your three spots between our, you know, everybody get to their spots basically. uh, And then we run the offense. This is a team that had 34 assists against the Pacers team. Once again, zero defense in Indiana. There's no D there. So I'm not really saying it's the same. I do like the the stats that you pointed out when they're playing a good defense versus a bad defense. Um, We're going to see what the Pellies do on the road, right? Excuse me, they're at home in this one. So it's, it's, we know what they do at home uh, in terms of playing better defense. But that, that last game that was just so weird where they had to come back right against the Grizz who didn't have John anything and that, that put everything over, um, which it was probably going to go under before that they didn't really bring the defense. So I expect it more, but the thing that scares me about this pick is the pace that the, the, the team that the Knicks are going to be throwing out there might play at to your point. So keep an eye on that uh, and keep an eye on, obviously if, if RJ Barrett is in there as well, I think he's actually worse for the offense in this scenario where he might try to be the man. Um, and that actually helps your under. And he's also been playing pretty good D as well, uh, which would be helpful against the wings on, on new Orleans uh, big time. So uh, let's finish things off here in Phoenix. Uh, we don't necessarily know who's playing hundred percent. Once again, um, a lot of guys questionable, including LeBron and AD, but if LeBron plays this two twenty six and a half and a half over is a beautiful bet. Um, and if he does not play, it's going to be a lot tighter uh, and you might have to sweat that out. But the, 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 the over with 226 and a half in this game with LeBron would be awesome. Um, we kind of fail to realize that regardless of if the, the Lakers and Clippers are playing and the Lakers are playing good defense, like LeBron just speeds this team up to 120 points uh, per 100 possessions when he's in there versus the 114 that they put up when he's not in there. The pace flies up right when he's in there as well. Um, they go up, they go up from uh, basically like a 100 uh, they go up to 102 pace uh, versus like a 98 when they, that they were playing without him. Obviously AD, I, he can, he, he, he impacts the defense more. I think we both agree that there, that the defense is what we look at when AD is in there. The offense is going to come for him um, regardless, but it's really about LeBron when it comes to offense for this team and, and, and what pace they play at, right? They, they still have scored 115 a game in the last seven that they played without LeBron, um, and they have that 118 offensive rating without him. Uh, so it's like pretty much the same. It just comes down to the pace, right? They basically have uh, a similar, over their last seven anyway, they have a similar uh, offensive rating. It's just they're playing so much faster when LeBron is in there, get it and go as he's a one man fast break wrecking crew. So obviously you, in terms of Phoenix, like they, we need their guys to play. I, I really don't want to have to bank on like ish Wainwright uh, to, to or excuse me, Isaiah Wright, Wainwright uh, to have to score a bunch of points, for instance, or Josh Okoji, um, these types of guys. I'm not really hoping to have to bank on them to get offense tonight. Um, so I'm really just banking on the fact that if those guys don't play and, and LeBron and AD do Maybe they score 70 in the first half, to be honest with you, because they just want to get this thing over with. And I think they know that they can beat up on a, on a back on the backups if we don't see Devin Booker and KD. So once again, stay on top of the injury reports. Make sure you know who's coming in and out of the lineups. And as soon as you see uh, something that's a little bit more certain for guys playing or not playing, then you know how to take advantage of that. Yeah, I think we can go Lakers team total then <clears throat> with a little more confidence, right? Because they're going to be trying to get this win early, like you said. Also, the the Suns are giving up the most free throw attempts since the All-Star break, which is money for those Lakers. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Booker hasn't missed a game since since February. He, he's been very reliable on back-to-backs. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul sits, though. Um, and the last time the Suns had a back-to-back here, they did score 125 against the slow, slow-paced 
76ers. So certainly possible that they come out and score. Uh, but it's more about the Lakers, in my opinion, and their, and their scoring. And then being on short rest. And we tried to say, you know, even though the numbers indicate short rest, they go over. Um, that, that we think they'll they'll come out with a defensive effort against the Clippers, and they couldn't. They just couldn't find the energy, and they gave up like 70 in the first half again. So, I mean, yeah. even with backups, maybe the Suns are still going to be able to score because the Lakers are on short rest, and they're 9-3 and three to the over on, on zero days rest this year, going over by 12 and a half a game. They've gone over in six straight. Uh, I think you just keep hitting that hitting that number until you see otherwise. Yeah, especially if it's in the 220s. And that that number indicates that the books don't necessarily think LeBron is going to play. I don't think you would see that total if he's in there. Um, but yeah, like I said, stay on top of that and, and figure it out. Really interesting stuff at the very end here. The Lakers clinch with a victory. So I, I do think there's something to be said. Maybe you like uh, a Lakers team total in the first quarter and over in that sense in the first half, as I think the scoring is going to be done a bit earlier in this one. And then we'll see what happens from there with who plays and who doesn't. So you're listening to the lines.com podcast network looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top u.s sports books all in one place then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust check out the lines.com nfl megapod as matt brown steven andrus and adam candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate join the coast to coast podcast crew mondays through fridays as nate weitzer and josh lander bring you the best player props and game lines for major league baseball the nba and the nfl and tune in to beat the closing line twice a week as nicole russo mo nawara and eli hershkovich dive into nfl opening lines plus special guests from the sports betting world so subscribe rate and review to the lines podcast network the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Nate, let's run through these play of props for everyone and jump into your first one right now. Yeah, I mean, I talked about fading the Knicks offense because they just went off against the Pacers. So, I mean, if you are worried about that, let's just attack the Pacers defense again uh, with Jaden Ivey and the Pistons. He's going to be at the controls here. Yeah, and I think the assists is where you go. Seven and a half assists at plus 108 on FanDuel for Ivey. Um, and it, where he's, he's averaging 8.1 dimes along with 23 points in his last seven. He has eight plus in five of those seven. Uh, the exceptions being against Orlando and Miami, exactly the type of teams you would expect to limit a point guard getting assists. Um, and then you look at Indy, they're dead last. They're allowing 130 points per game in their last seven, allowing 34 and a half points per game to point guards, allowing 28 assists per game. Uh, to all positions, that's fourth most, and they're sixth worst in three-point percentage as well. 
and get some good odds on Ivy to hit three threes here. But I really just think it's going to be him. He has the ball in his hands so much. That's why he has four plus turnovers in, in all seven of these last games. But we're not betting on that. We're just betting on him getting the dimes as he just runs the offense uh, against, you know, in just basically what is it like an all rookie team. And so it's the rising stars matchup here, Detroit and Indiana. We we could we could have a, a total trivia contest between this game and like the Blazers Spurs last night. And it's like anybody who can name five players from each of these teams, you know, wins some sort of trivia because it is tank season, my friend. So I, I would agree. Um, this is a perfect type of bet to make in the second to last game of the season for a team like the Pistons playing a team like the Pacers is who's the young guy that they care about still who's just got the green light whenever he's out there because he's the only guy that's probably out there that has a legitimate future with the team right now. Uh, and that is Jaden Ivey. So I, I do like it. The, the points are a little bit high at 21 and a half, but I honestly think this total at 231 is low uh, regardless of, of who does or doesn't play. I mean, you're going to have some Benny Matts out there. You're going to have Jaden Ivey, Neesmith, uh, plenty of guys that can get the ball up in, in, into the basket. And so I think Ivy to get the assist in there uh, is good. Excuse me, yeah, Jaden Ivy to get the assist in there is a pretty good bet. And, and I would throw the rebounds in there as well as he's been playing uh, really well from that position all over the floor as well. So um, let's go move on to that uh, Suns and, uh, King, excuse me, the Kings and the Warriors game uh, in that Pacific division. Dre, Mont, Green, Day Day. I think I like, I, honestly, I like the points. I like the rebounds and I like the assists. Uh, I, I would really go anywhere with him. Uh, right now, the best odds, definitely the Juice you get back uh, for the rebounds and assists on FanDuel is the best uh, 14 and a half rebounds and assists if you take that over also like the steals uh, that you, you talked about because it's, it's got really great odds on Caesars for him to get two steals or more is plus 178 um, on, on Caesar Sportsbook so I, I kind of like that one as well and this is a little bit of a we mentioned it you know when you were talking about uh, your pick there with these two teams uh, and, and the way that the Kings can probably cover but we still mentioned how like Draymond it's a little bit of a big brother little brother matchup it still is even though you know the the Kings are a better team and going to win the division right now um, and, and have lost two of three this year to the dub so far those were on the road uh now they're back in sacramento and, and either way draymond green playing against this team in in a situation where i still think they they need to win they need to avoid falling back into the play-in with uh with the lakers probably being able to beat the the suns if they rest everybody tonight so you know it, draymond playing against the kings it, with motivation i really like in his last seven 10 points a game eight boards and eight assists he's a plus 74 in 32 minutes a game in that time uh, i think he really likes playing against his former teammate Harrison Barnes as well there Harrison actually has not been very good on defense which is surprising for him uh, as he's been a pretty solid defender since he came in the league but this year uh, the uh, the Kings are allowing the most points per game or excuse me the most assists per game to power forwards the seventh most points per game to power forwards and, and I am blaming you uh, HB and a combination of the alligator armed Sabonis as well who, who probably won't even be in there but to, to take some of those rebounds away from Draymond um, but yeah if you look at what he's done at home in his last couple where he's sort of like big bro these people if you will uh, on no really taking advantage uh, of like B.I.'s uh, sort of smaller frame there. Uh, he had eight points, six boards, 13 assists, and two steals versus Nola. Uh, and then versus OKC, also at home, uh, 17 points, nine boards, five assists, two steals once again. Um, and then you, you just for comparison, right, like his most recent game on the road versus Denver, and it was Denver's backups for the most part, only had four, uh, four points, nine boards, and seven assists 
in uh, 37 minutes there, but still got the rebounds and assists uh, in there. The points, obviously, uh, a little bit more expected at home for Draymond, which is kind of the case for most of the, the dubs this year, which is why I also don't mind the fact that it's eight and a half on DraftKings for him, you know, and you can get him to to, take, to get nine points, which is basically what he's averaging at home, a, a tick below it as well. Um, so I think based on playing this, this Sacramento defense and this porous team down low that gives up points and rebounds everywhere around the rim, uh, this is a pretty good opportunity for Draymond to, to sort of come in, seal the deal for this Warriors team and get them into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, 30.3 assists per game allowed at home for the Kings. That is the, by far the most since the All-Star break. So I might just look straight up at the assists here. I mean, they're 29th in defensive rating at home. Are the Kings, if there are backups out there, even if Mike Brown knows the kind of actions that, that Draymond and, and the Warriors are trying to run, who, who knows if those young guys are going to be able to sniff it out and execute defensively. I mean, it's not like the Kings have been executing anything defensively. So I think the assists is really what we lean on when we look at 14 and a half rebounds, assists, the rebounds, you know, he'll get a few for sure in a fast paced game. Uh, but you might want to look at just the alternate total for the assists and see if you can get some even more juice on that and hope the game stays close. The Pelicans at home in a big game here, and they continue to lean on Trey Murphy in his second year here. He's actually played 40 minutes per game in his last five. Uh, so the last time he faced the Knicks, he was coming off the bench and played a minimal role, 11 points at a blowout loss. But since then, you know, he's been a huge factor, uh, 17 straight double-digit outings. Nine, that's 20 points per game, hitting 46% of his threes, hitting four per game. And if you look at home in that span, 21 and a half points per game, shooting 49% from three, higher usage rate as well. The Knicks are actually dead last in opponents' three-point percentage over the last seven here. I know we talked about it in the game video, you know, waffling, like, do I like the Knicks under? I am fading their offense a little bit. Look, I just like the Pelicans to win this game. I mean, obviously, they're minus eight, so it's expected. They, the game means much, much more for them. Uh, but I think you, you look at Trey Murphy being a part of that and getting over 16 and a half points, uh, which is minus 118 at FanDuel. Also pretty good odds for him to get four boards or two steals. And it's just like following the minutes. Like I said, like 40 minutes per game in his last five here, nearly two steals along with 20 points per game. Uh, and the Knicks, you know, with, with their guys out there, just like mostly young guys, uh, Quentin Grimes is a pretty good defender who will match up against Trey Murphy, but He's been feeling himself at home, um, and, and he's been shooting the ball well. And, and the Knicks, like I said, because of that three-point percentage, are allowing the fourth most points per game to shooting guards in their last seven. Yeah, it's a good bet uh, for, for Trey tonight. I think he's going to be a bit of a matchup problem for sure uh, for this team. He's, I mean, he's been a matchup problem for a while with his length and athleticism, plus obviously that three-point shooting out there. But the defense as well, I think you're, you know, that's what we're talking about when we pick up on this Knicks and Pelly's game. And if you do want to ride with Nate on the under for the for the Knicks from the other video, um, you know, I still think there's an opportunity for plenty of points to be scored for the Pellies because this is not going to be a, a, the best defensive Knicks team that they are going to throw out there at this point. Evan Fournier is getting minutes right now. If that lets you know where the Knicks are at. Um, and if he is ever on Trey Murphy, go ahead and live bet Trey Murphy to score the next bucket or something, because uh, that feels like a pretty safe uh, play for the Pellies there. Um, let's finish the show with an OG friend of the show, Svi Mikhailuk. The last time we talked about Svi, he was on the Pistons. Now he's on the 
just as bad Charlotte Hornets, maybe slightly better uh, than the Pistons right now. But he is returning to our show here with, I'm going to talk about the four and a half assists for Svi, although uh, the points are at 16 and a half, and that's right around what he's been averaging since he started getting minutes because Svi is now the starting point guard for the Charlotte Hornets uh, for the uh, for indefinitely, let's say, because there's two games left in the season. And once again, everybody's out for Charlotte, even if Gordon Hayward was available to play. He's not, nor is P.J. Washington or anybody else that you actually have heard of on this team. If you've heard of J.T. Thor, though, he's playing tonight. Um, and I do like Svi to get the assist in this one. If you look at the last seven, he's up to 34 minutes a game. Uh, 16, that's when he started playing, right? And it got inserted into the starting lineup as the point guard um, when they took Terry out for good. And then yeah, at this point, 16 points a game, about five assists and three and a half uh, uh, boards per game in the last seven. But I think he was getting his feet under him because if you look at the last four, including two against Toronto, which is still one of the better defenses, especially at home, uh, last four, 19 points a game and six and a half assists in that time. So the fact that his his assist prop is at four and a half and you're getting plus 125 for him to get five here when he's gotten at least six in his last uh, four games. I feel really good about that. Um, Houston is a very bad defense, as we know. They allow the most points per game and assists per game to point guards on the season. And you could chop that up into the last seven games, last 15 games, last 30 games. They're always the worst against point guards, allowing points and, and assists. Um, and they're just the second overall worst defense in the league probably this year, if not the worst. I mean, the Pacers have been brutal. But uh, this this Houston D is second the second worst defensive rating in the last seven, bottom five on the season. They allow the most assists per game overall, regardless of who's you know giving that to them. So I just don't believe in, in the Rockets at all. And I definitely believe in our boy Svi to be able to get five assists tonight and get us uh, plus money on that. Dennis Smith Jr. is questionable, so it's not everybody out for Charlotte. I guess you would worry a little bit about him being the point guard. Uh, I know you're just psyched yeah. to talk about Svee and pump him up, but I honestly think he will. He can still get his points and assists combined, even if Smith Jr. and he slots over to that shooting guard role. Because, it, yeah, I mean, Houston, Charlotte, I, I God, God bless the NBA for making us talk about this on the last Friday of the season. Uh, can't wait for the playing game, guys. We'll see you on Tuesday for that. We definitely will. Adam, Mr. Silver, please just make this season 72 games. We don't need this more. We don't need to be talking about this at the end of March and into early April. But Svi, yes, great point. Once again, stay on the lines.com. Check out those injury reports, man. Get the, uh, get the alerts if you need them. Because if Dennis Smith Jr. plays in this game and we start to get props for him, I actually do like him as well. But whatever point guard you want to take against this Rockets team, you just got to know who's playing for sure. So... That is all the time we have for you in this one. The next time we see you guys, we will be talking about some postseason-ish basketball. It'll be play-in, whatever you want to call that. And then we do jump into the playoffs next week, and we are coming at you guys with the ferocity as we bring all these picks in the playoffs. So continue to follow along, like, and subscribe. Check out thelines.com. And until we see you next, happy betting. Stop.